It's Kuzakast time 101. So open up your textbooks. We were at the formula for making a trash manga where you take some classic staple, say shonen or romance, add a boatload of questionable humor, sprinkle in some fan service, and then for the garnish, throw in a deeply questionable element. Voila! And that'll give you the perfect series to start a new century of that time I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends. And actually, most of them are trash. But some of them weren't, aka the Trash Manga Friends Podcast Chapter 101, the Trash Manga After the End. And don't forget, use the code, imagine having to localize this one to go buy your tie-in USB hub only while stocks last. We may have 100 episodes in the bank, but the premise is still the same. Three people discuss two volumes of one Trash Manga, whipping what's good, whipping what's bad, just whipping everything, really. I am your forever host and slave driver, I am Sean, joined by Free State of Mike and the birth of a Phil. How are you both as we are now in the hundreds? Mm, thank you for greeting me, Daddy. I'm uncomfortable. I, that, that's it. <laughs> hey, welcome, over. We're done. I, I'm invoking my safe word. <laughs> welcome to this, this episode's fucking manga. <laughs> No, there's no, there's no daddy bit in this manga. That's like, true. That's, that's true. That's one I, fetish it doesn't explore. I, I added that. You're right. Yeah, that's on me. That that's my thing. That's my kink. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's where we're that's where we're at with the the brow of comedy for this episode. <laughs> it's like it's one of those. If you don't laugh at it, it's going to be really uncomfortable. So let's all just have a good old laugh, shall we? <laughs> I mean, I feel like it is meant to be laughed at somewhat. Oh, that's probably another one of the fetishes, yeah. I, I, I doesn't. Nothing in this series takes itself seriously. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Kind of does. We'll get to that. We, we will. We will. How are you? How are you, kids? 101. You've done it. 100 in the bank. Yeah, I, uh, fine. And you came back. I, <laughs> I mean, I know there was a running gag of, like, I'm only going to survive until 100 episodes, but I, I wasn't going anywhere. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, the mind might say that, but the body, <laughs> but the flesh. The, the soul is willing, but the body is battered and bruised. <laughs> I feel it helps that you quite literally do not have to leave your house for this either. Oh, absolutely it does, yeah. Like, I barely have to leave the room I'm in to do it. Like, I think if we had said, like, oh, you know what, we're doing a podcast, we'll do it around mine and Sean's, you'd have been like, hmm. You would have lost nah. me at the very notion that I'd have to stand up. Like, that. that's that's a bad time right there. I, I don't do anything that requires that amount of effort. Standing is hard. I mean, it's like how your latest ailment is insomnia, and when yes. you announced that, I was like, so that thing you've had for 10 years. <laughs> well, it's, it's got worse. It's gotten worse. Got insomnia, and it's up till 3am. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's another, another thing on the ever-growing list of things that will probably eventually kill me. But for the time being, I just complain about. Uh, so, for, so now's your chance, folks. The sweepstakes are open. Will Mike make it to two hundred? You could legit make, make an actual, an actual I mean, betting pool. I try this. not to bet on the lives of my friends, but you know. And yet, it's such a safe bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I explicitly, I love the fact that we've made it to a hundred, past a hundred now, and I can't wait for the next hundred because uh, if this is what we do for one hundred and one. We're just going to have to escalate from here. <laughs> I mean, I know what 102 is, is all I'm saying. So, 
I don't. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, baby. Well, you have to hold that excitement for a fortnight because for now we're going to do episode 101. So are you ready to talk about a very wholesome series, Carl? Yeah, there are certainly plenty of holes in it, yeah. Oh. <laughs> there are some holes. So this time around, to start off our new thing and to do our anime tie-in for the winter anime season, we have done Mato Sehei no Slave, conveniently localized as Chained Soldier. This is an ecchi shonen manga, which has been ongoing since January 2019 to the present day, 14 volumes total thus far. It is written by Takahiro, who has done several notable series, actually, Agami Gakil and Yuki Yuna is a Hero. Art is by Yohei Takamura, who's done a few works, but nothing nearly of the same note as the writer has. And this is licensed, as I mentioned, with a conveniently non-slave-containing title by uh, Yen Press. There are five volumes out now. Volume six comes out a little later this month. And as you said, this is the anime tie-in, so there will be an anime airing this season. It's being done by Seven Arcs, and you'll be able to stream it over on High Dive. And the only other thing I've got to note of this manga is that it sold over one million units as of the end of 2021. But first of all, we need to know what is this series with Slave in the title all about? Tell us, Phil, about Chained Soldier. But that's not Slave. No, and that's the title I will be referring to it as this entire show. <laughs> this series is set in a world similar to ours, where a few decades ago, Strange gates appeared in Japan to another dimension known as Mato. In this strange dimension, there were strange peaches that when a lady partook of one, they would gain special abilities, but only, only the ladies. Unlucky guys, I'm afraid. And then we are introduced to our main character, Yuki Wakaru, who one day finds himself mysteriously entering Mato, an occurrence that happens every so often, people wander in, and he is saved by our female lead, Kyoka Uzen, who is the commander of one of the squads stationed to help protect the world from the demons that occasionally come pouring out of this dimension. And in the process, she uses her ability of making someone her slave to turn him into a monster and beat up all the bad guys. Hurrah. Yay. So I normally don't discuss the series with people outside the show before we do the recording, but this was one where I had to because I started reading it and I had to message Phil because page one has, <laughs> and I'm going to quote here from uh, the yep. version I'm looking at. I feel like this one's unavoidable, yep. <laughs> the concept of gender equality disappeared from the world in the year 2020. That's a strong opening right there. That's page one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's over, lads. The women won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All of those podcasters were right. <laughs> Yeah, like I feel like Phil, you used yeah. far too many words to describe the synopsis of this. You could have just said Chop. it's solo leveling but horny. Nah, see, <laughs> uh, my notes are it's bleach but horny. I know, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, no, I would say it's closer to bleach than solo leveling. Like there are no levels in this. No one has like That's I'm true. rank D. <laughs> I bet they would though. <laughs> there are quite literally squads designed to fight the monsters with cats. Yes. Yes. Because, yeah, this thing, 
It's so fucking horny. Constantly. And it's like uh, yeah. aggressively horny as well. The one thing I did miss from my synopsis there. Yeah. As mentioned, our male and female lead get into this, let's call it a working relationship. <laughs> sure. And I mean, it is. It, it is. It is. It is. And basically, after our main character turns back into a human, because he only stays transformed for so long, once the mission is complete, he gets a reward. This is compensation for Kyoka using her ability. She has to reward her... <laughs> Minion. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank her you. chain Black soldier. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go, her chain yeah. soldier. I don't feel like that's much better, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's not, but it is better. <laughs> I, I must say, I did look in the Yen Press version because I was consider wondering if they would also conveniently change it, said, change it for the rest title. of the manga. No, after, after the title, they just say, yeah, the slave. <laughs> well, yeah, once you're in the manga, they've already got your money, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, once, once uh, our main character transforms back, the female lead's ability, which is used to transform him, she has to compensate her minions. She's usually been using these monsters, she's been capturing one of them and using them to fight against its own kind. And she says, oh, usually I just give it some pork. That's fine. That's all it wants. Our main character has um, some more base desires than that, shall we say. Latent desires. Let's put this. So the first thing to note there is, like Phil said, has to, and I want to underline that. Has yep, to. Has it's to. Like they, as in the user of the power can't even control themselves. They have to fulfill this. Mm -hmm. That they do. And it, it's proportionate to what the the slave. I'm gonna have to say it. Proportionate to what the slave does. <laughs> I was so, just the way your voice just dropped there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like so. Sometimes it is just a pat on the head, or here's a bonbon. There you go. Nice, nice and safe. And sadly, however, it's based off of the desires of the slave. And our slave is a horny high school teenage boy. So, <laughs> a missive horny high school teenage boy. It's like, it starts off, it's like, yes, okay, here's, here's some panty shots, yes, okay, whatever. I, I'm making like, out oh, with you now, yeah. You, you want to sniff my feet, all right? <laughs> bit, bit weird. Okay, now I'm just stepping on you. <laughs> stepping on specific parts of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rolling it around between the toes. <laughs> and then, I think that one just makes me laugh, because... It's a whole serious conversation going on while that particular one's going <laughs> on. Yeah. And can I can I point something out at this point? This ain't oh. like darker than black or anything like that. It's not like everyone has a cost to pay. It's literally just her. No one else ever is like, I have a cost to do with my powers. Yes. Every she's the only person who's like, no, I must show you the tits. <laughs> I the I she hasn't done that yet. But um, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. The, no. the, the cart. You will get to that. The costs. I think I inferred for a lot of them. The cost is just it drains their own energy wise, rather than having this weird, as you said, dark and black s claws. But also, on the other hand, if it's a choice between this and breaking my fucking fingers, like that one guy in dark and <laughs> yeah. black, you know, I'm taking this. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy had a bum deal on that one. <laughs> yeah, dark and black's actually okay. We should yeah. we should review that sometime. I. It's too good for this. I mean, the manga version is a bit. Yeah. It's weird because they also do go out of their way in the manga to kind of hide, like, they don't, like, sweep this under the rug. I think in literally as early as chapter two, both parties are addressing it, like, are we happy to be doing this considering you don't get a choice in the matter? <laughs> yeah, I, I never quite got that she was cool with it. 
<laughs> like I, I never got that vibe. I think she sees it. I mean, she refers to it as a, like it's a pet. So why would she care? I think it's more she sees it as a, considering what her goals are. It's a sacrifice she has to make to be the best. Uh, yeah, she she quite literally says, "Why should I care? It's what needs to happen." Okay, sure. Uh, if you're going with the logic of it's her pet, I personally don't step on the crotches of my pets. Yeah, but she doesn't have a choice. <laughs> I know, and that's why it's bad. I... What, I'm saying, what I'm saying, Mike, is if your pet was like, please step on me, daddy. <laughs> I would go, get out of my house. <laughs> that's weird. Stop. It's weird because not, it's not consent. I'm not going to say consent. Consent's the wrong word. But both parties are aware of the powers and going and... Like, after the first couple of times, you are aware of like, what the mm -hmm. outcome of using this is going to be, but they still do it. So it's like, it's not consent, but you see where I go from, like, they do everything up to that it's line like, in some yeah, ways. It's, it's as much as it can give. It's so... To that point. So fucking horny. Oh, it's super horny. I ain't denying oh that, God. but I feel it's like so they don't... Horny. It's not <laughs> rapey, is what I would say. Uh, sure, sure. Like, you kind of get the feeling that they're both into it, even if they well, keep saying is, they're not. Well, he is, for sure. I mean, he actively wants these rewards. <laughs> I, 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 Those are his latent desires, yes. <laughs> he has to be into it. That's the whole point. Are you sure? But we also do see him like, yeah, I want to do a good job fighting, so I get insert reward here <laughs> i get a better reward i gets very disappointed when he just gets pats on the head and like oh i didn't do enough clearly i want to please my mistress <laughs> <laughs> i'm not mature enough for this manga and it's a very immature manga don't you wish it had gone a little bit more damn s and m and a little less damn slavery <laughs> <laughs> i mean hey D D master slave play that's a thing in s and m that's fine it's just <laughs> The way they do it, I, I'm, I, it, it's played for laughs. It's meant to be funny, but it, it's just and like you're laughing. I am laughing, but I'm <laughs> laughing because it's just it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb, and it like if they had got a more darker than black style claws thing, it would have made more sense, and it would be like you could have more of a discussion on like the consent of it and like why they're doing it and is it a price worth paying. They don't really do that. They just be like. It was like, ah, fuck it, yeah, sure. And then they just like, oh, you like this? You're disgusting. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, right, Mike, one hand, you get uh, a yeah. really helpful companion to help you in your fight to get mm -hmm. your revenge. Yeah, sure, sure. Against the monsters that ruined your whole village. Chained up kink monster, yeah. yeah. In return, all you have to do is like step on his crotch every so often. <laughs> all I'm saying is like, that. that's not... That's not a hey, I, I personally, I'm into that. Sure, why not? Let's do that. <laughs> like, even if you're not into it, I'd be like, you know, does, does it matter? You're getting a really helpful, really powerful companion here. And that is the other thing they do underline, like, that Yuki are here. They do say that he's, by orders of magnitude, the strongest partner she's ever had. It's like, far stronger than when she's chained up monsters previously. So, yeah, she's, she's supposedly only ever used monsters before. She's never used a person. A man, specifically, is what she says. Um, because men, and this is the bit we've almost glossed over completely, are man. very... Yeah, they, 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 when they say the concept of gender equality is gone, they, yeah, it's like, man, let's do one of those conspiracy, matriarchal run, <laughs> women run the world, and men just... Yeah. To the manga's credit, they don't spend too long on it. Well, that's because they don't spend too long on Earth. And yeah, against the manga's credit, though, the time they do spend on it is uh, 
Oh, that's a risky conversation for us to have. <laughs> I mean, I do get it in some ways because, like, yeah, we do live currently in a very patriarchal society where a lot of what they show the men doing is what women are still expected to do in yeah. places in the world. But. Like, they actually make a point of saying, like, men's role in this world, so to speak, like, air quotes, role in this world, is yeah. to do all the cooking, cleaning, sewing, <laughs> all of that stuff. And it's like, yeah, I understand. Women are kind of sort of by default in our society expected to do those things and like that's probably what they're trying to say it's like oh it's not nice when it's turned back around on you and i get that but it's at the same time it's just like this is ham-fisted <laughs> and like you can't really afford to be ham-fisted with these kinds of topics because it comes off as insulting it's like yeah i get what you're doing but fuck yeah you. <laughs> i hear it's i mean on the one hand i'm not gonna complain though to manga with female dominated because god especially shonen really needs more female-led mangas but uh on the other yeah it's like some of the examples are just so weird as well they're like oh look at the trains and like is the women's carriage where there's like five people in it all sat with playing space the women's only carriages yeah the men's carriage yeah the women's only carriages are like there's still as many women as there are men (laughs) in the world (laughs) i i I also thought about that i'm like hang on surely it'd be equally crowded but I think the difference is so there's like so one male only, and then there's like no, 50 no, there was female no only. male only carriage from this. Yeah, there was. We see, we see a yeah, panel of the women only, and then a panel of the male one. Uh, but uh, no, but what I was going to say is, is that male only, or is it just that's not women only? I'm pretty sure it was male only. Like that's uh, men only point. car. Let's say. Men yeah. Only. So like, I'm guessing the idea was there's one men only car, and then there's like a ton of female only cars. So they get, uh, yeah, like, that would make more sense, I guess. Thinking about they it, don't yeah. say that, no. but that's what I it's assume. It's just a couple it of these like over exaggerated examples of like how the guys are all at school bright and early because they're cleaning and like getting the place ready, and the girls walk in as soon as the first bell goes off, etc. Just like yeah, yeah. technically they are late kind of thing. They're, like, they're oh, all yeah. a Joe Samars basically. It's like oh, look at the ladies rocking up late. They only get to do this because of their superpowers. They get to do it because only, for whatever reason that's never been really explored into or said yet, only women can gain powers from consuming the peaches that are in Mato. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, no, I've got no problem with that. Fine. Like, in terms of narrative, we've seen this before in worse manga. Uh, The... You think world's end, end harem. World's end harem, yeah. Like, I'm just saying, the gender differences between these things certain events in manga it's I mean, was not Harem, the gender difference is a little bit different in that there's f- what like <laughs> five, guys. five guys <laughs> equally world. horny what's up with that in its defense i mean that was the basic tetra. yeah but the whole point of that was we need to survive <laughs> as a species and to be fair i think we did have this whole conversation in that episode where i think me and sean were like yeah just get fucking and mike was like no no mike, mike chose death that. As he has his want to do so many times. Yeah, Mike always chooses death. We, we've had the, the immortality discussion so many times in Mike's streams where Mike's like, I choose death. And me and Phil are like, no, nah, we choose. I choose eternity. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I mean, I choose death instead of getting out of bed in the morning. And you're like, oh, Mike, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <funny. laughs> Y'all okay? <laughs> it's This manga is very horny from end to end. I think we've established that. I, I feel you've said that many times. And I don't think I said it enough. Times. Yeah, I can't say it enough. It, it's horny and it only gets hornier. Yeah, <laughs> there is a definite escalation. <laughs> well, let me talk about that, actually, because there is a specific, I think, 
initially I thought it was a very good thing. And then as I found out later on, not quite as good as I thought. But like, so throughout, when I first read this digitally online, there's kind of an escalation throughout of like, oh, it's very fantasy and all that. But then there's one bit, I think it's chapter nine, where they happen to be in a bathhouse and one of the girls is going like, oh, and I'm going to wash your back while naked. And then the guy, Yuki, has like a whole Mike Mike S discussion of like, well, maybe unless, but no, you couldn't, but maybe. And then turns around and goes like, you won't be naked. And then lo and behold, she's naked. And that's the first time you see nudity in that version of the manga I'm like oh okay well, un- uncentered nudity yeah. fully uncentered you see the nip news and yes. at that point the nudity door is swung open you see characters <laughs> naked virtually every chapter at that point my that, guess so i was going to be like okay that's a i guess that's a clever way of doing that to like build up false expectations this is going to be a fan service series where there's convenient smoke and mist and then oh no actually we're escalating then I looked in the Yen Press version and you can see characters nude in chapter two. So I'm like, oh, okay, it loses that. <laughs> wow, wow. Chapter two. There's a bath scene in chapter two, which is censored right. in the digital version, but not censored in the Yen Press version. So, uh, uh this, it has no, no qualms about it at all. No, so as I say, as soon as they do that moment in chapter nine, as I say, that's it. The nudity door has been thrown open. <laughs> nudity. <laughs> yes. The nudity door just gets me. <laughs> yeah like nudity door notwithstanding this thing has been full on horny since like the very first instance of the price being paid where the first time it ever gets paid she huh? dives in for a she makes out with him very graphic scene of making out like that was moist well it's it's like they do a kiss at her so you're like oh okay and then that's not enough. So then she has to like literally pin him down and do it again. It's like, oh, okay, Jesus. <laughs> it gets aggressive real fast. <laughs> and that's also the first time where she's saying, I can't stop it. It's how it works. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so I'm going to one-up okay. here, Mike. Oh, please do put things up me. That, <laughs> that, that was a stretch. Oh, daddy. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Um, I would say even better than that, Mike, is when mm-hmm. they first meet and she's making this proposition to him and is like Mm -hmm. yes yes become my slave and she outstretches his hand and rather than like shaking it or anything like that he's like (laughs) i have to get down on my knees and lick her finger (laughs) that's how he transforms and it's like it's this is one of the few moments it plays it really seriously (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's just like really dramatic and like you've got like a whole page which is like four wide shots on it with like only a couple of words in between them it's like I, all right i know what i'm in for here then you know what i'm seeing a uh strange similarity to another thing we reviewed fairly recently in oh. the scene oh the uh oh fuck what was it called uh, uh the, the, sha- the shadow people one Oh, monochrome factor. Yeah, <laughs> very similar scenes, actually. Nah, I did, oh, I no, I'm losing the fight. There's a shield. Ah, oh, you have to do a thing for me. Yeah, but the, this person doesn't sacrifice his entire existence and he's also... <laughs> yes, I know, it's very different. I'm just saying there's a similarity. Also, I feel like afterwards he may... Be, I mean, maybe not, but he could have probably walked away if he really didn't want to keep doing this yes. afterwards. Uh, yes. The implication was he could have, but he wanted to make a difference in the world. Yeah, because yeah, his he, thing is, he, he does it not... be a hero. Yeah, yeah not yeah. just because he's horny. Horny is a very happy Strong coincidence. Horny helps. Yeah, it absolutely helps. It's like, you know what? Bonus. 
<laughs> the the um, driving force does seem to be that he wants to be a hero, and men in this world can't be because they don't get to eat the peach things. No, it's even if they do eat them, they don't get any special powers. Yes, like that. They yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not just a societal thing of you're not allowed. They they get to be house husbands basically, and there you go. Yeah, and they they get to just they get to be the eye candy for once, I guess. Whereas women are very much in charge of everything here. So it's part of the reason he doesn't want to just walk away is, as we find out, he does have an older sister who mysteriously vanished into matter with this alternate dimension years Oh, ago. okay. When I was reading this, yeah, she was involved in one of these accidents, which is Mato, the demon world, it just appears and someone accidentally wanders in. It's essentially the same thing that happens to him, except apparently the sister didn't survive. And, or she just goes missing in that one. And as soon as they said this, as soon as they said it, I was like, so she's going to be the villain then. I mean, I didn't think villain, but I knew, you know, it's a plot point, so she'll show up at some point. Like, it's didn't expect so... it as soon as it did, but, you know. Like, this this manga is not subtle with any of its writing, not just the horny stuff. It can't do subtlety. It can't. It was like, every time there's, like, a plot point they want to discuss, they just outright say it. <laughs> and then it happens. I mean, that's generally how you discuss plot points. No, it's not. You do it with more subtlety than that. You actually, if you want to introduce a, an element into it, a well-written piece introduces this thing which becomes relevant over time or later. You don't just say... And they do that, Mike, by writing about it. Yes, obviously. <laughs> but they don't just outright say it. Let her just go on this diatribe. Okay, like, I don't oh. think saying I my sister got destroyed in the disaster, especially when then the the other the female protagonist was like, oh yeah, my village also got destroyed in a disaster. Oh, the village is another villain later on. It... <laughs> <laughs> no, it becomes clear that one, which is like, and then uh, there was this random Shuki who had a big horn, uh, yes. giving him a name. It's like, okay, that's definitely coming back. Oh, that's the big bad, and then it shows up. I was going to say, I didn't expect volume one to end with his sister on top of that and be like, here's both main villains. <laughs> this is my point. They say stuff and then it happens. There's no, there's no build. There's no subtlety. There's nothing. It's just, here's a thing. And then we do the thing. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't think it would work anywhere near as good if it was trying to be subtle. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Okay, like, I'm not uh, saying it doesn't need to be subtle, wrong. but it, you can take it a little bit more time before bringing her <laughs> into can. the story. Yes, you know, different difference between pacing and subtlety. Like, I don't finish the introduction of Genshin, and then there's the sister slash brother character immediately there. They take their right. time with that shit. Uh, oh no, I you haven't played Genshin. Genshin. I haven't played Genshin. It would be like you you finish like the first bit of, Gen of Genshin of Honkai, and then Kafka shows up again immediately, or that does like, happen. Right, time, time to go home. <laughs> does not show up again immediately. I know this because I've gone through the first two plights and she's never showed up again yet. So, a <laughs> I mean, Hogai does do this, but this is not the the Gacha podcast. No, that's another episode in the future. But no, yeah, I, I just thought it was weird that they just did both of them at once at the end of my, especially then considering they do that confrontation for a little bit, and then both parties just bugger off and it's yeah, like just leave. Surely there'd be more, especially because it's implied that there's a moment of recognition between Yuki and his sister that both recognize who the other one is, and oh, then they God. both just immediately go back and run away or do their other things. I'm like, yeah, this is there'd like be the... more to this, surely. This is another moment of complete lack of subtlety where this 
female character who's riding the big one-horned monster, who's obviously his sister, right? Well, yeah, because she literally says, oh, I think I can smell Yuki or something. Like, that's her, one of her uh, first she, fucking lines. The first thing she does, completely unprompted, is say, talk about how handsome her brother is. Completely irrelevant to everything. Starts talking about that. And then, so I'm like, oh, okay, so she recognizes him, right? No, she doesn't. <laughs> she's just saying that completely unprompted. She, she's a, she's a brocon. A brocon. Yes, I got that. <laughs> Fair. He wasn't in his human form at that point. Fine, but that why would he start why would she start talking about him regardless? Because she's, she's crazy and horny for him as well, yes. But crazy. Apparently, yes. Well, much like everyone else in this thing, she's horny as hell. Yes. But yeah, like it's she has no reason to start talking about her very handsome brother, and then she just does. And so I assumed that meant that she recognized him somehow. I mean, yes, not in human form, so that would be impressive, but Matt, that's probably why. And then at the end of that scene, she's just like, hang on, was that him? <laughs> Wait, you didn't know? <laughs> it's like this moment, yeah, this seeming moment realization, at which point she flees, and Yuki <laughs> immediately goes to help the rest of the squad, and I'm like, there's no... And it's not until, like, after the fight where both of them seem to retroactively go, you know, I think that was Yuki. And then you can go, you know, maybe that was my sister with the way she kept talking about her brother and everything and all that. And I'm like, you, what? <laughs> this is not how this would play out. <laughs> it's so ham-fisted. All of it is. The thing there was, obviously, Yuki was in his monster form. It was. his sister was in her... Whatever form she, uh, I'm, I'm going to call no um, a Rancar. <laughs> a Rancar form, sure. <laughs> yeah, she she had been monsterized in some way. Uh, humanoid Shukis. Yeah. Yes. Or or Rancars. So they didn't recognize each other, and then I think there's specifically a point where, after the fact, when they're like, "Oh, I think that was my brother. I think that was my sister." Yuki's like, "No, no, it couldn't possibly be my sister." Cause she was talking about how handsome her brother. I is just swear, there's them. like a panel where they're both looking deadly at each other, and they both <laughs> seem. And the implication is they both click there and then who the other one is, and then they just both flick. I don't think it's necessarily that they click, it's that they've got suspicions. The fact that it happens at all is so ham-fisted. It's I so that's, blunt. That's not something that should have happened this early. The way it happened, it shouldn't have happened at all. It was stupid. The whole thing is stupid. Especially because the order of the, the, order of the day is porno logic, right? It's like... Everything that happens, the way it happens, is because of porno logic. It's like, okay, let's no, do this not thing. everything happens because of porno logic. No, like the reason they go to that specific nest is because the one, per the one person on Squad Seven who has clairvoyance goes, "There's a nest. Let's go." Originally, the plan was just to camp out and there and like make like sure that they learn more about them because they don't know much about these monsters or the world. Yeah. And like, yeah, he like our lead character wants to like beat up monsters so he can get better rewards because yes, he's horny <laughs> as fuck. But I don't think it's polo logic to be like this is a strategic decision that we would make anyway, irregardless of reward. Like, no, that's fine. I'll give you that. But it's all kind. No, you that's, that's get the this one feeling. thing they don't really do in this. It's not really what? much. Not really much of an ass focus. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You kind of get the feeling that, or at least I did, got the feeling that. Everything they do in this manga is just to drive to the next moment of horny and or porn, actually. Like, this is porn. Like, it's uh, porn. It becomes softcore. Once the nudity doors open, it starts, it becomes softcore. No, I, I think it's 
pornographic from moment one. Like, no, no. It, fetish focus, absolutely. Fetish, sure. Porn, no, not until. <laughs> like, but if you have those fetishes, it's porn for you from moment one. Like, this is such a fetish pandering, horny on main. Sexy, yes. King. <laughs> So, some manga are etchy, Mike. I hate to break this to you. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this goes one step beyond etchy from, like, moment one. It goes, like, this is, like, someone is jerking off to this right now as we speak. And that person is not me. <laughs> you seem a bit unsure there, Mike. Hey. Did, you, did you need to look down just to make I'm, sure? I'm moving on. I'm moving on. <laughs> I got nervous. <laughs> moving on. You're finished. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. To be fair, the fun to say because the other the interesting thing with the humanoid chukis is that apparently they're people who I don't know if we already said this or not, but people who've eaten multiple peaches. Yeah, you get the implication that you totally not Yuki's sister. It's Yuki's sister has a has eaten like three or more peaches, and that's maybe the why, reason why she's become like this. I'd she say. eats one right in front of them. She, I knew she was holding one. I didn't know she, she was eating. I thought she was showing off the one she had, but. My assumption is uh, humans get lost in the demon Mato. world. Yep. Mato. And they just wander around, they need to eat something, and so they just start eating the peaches, and then they turn into these things. Well, no, because eating one peach would turn you into, like, the demon core. Like, yes. Like, normal power. But, and they, they say that one is the limit, but, you know, have they tried eating, like, nothing but peaches for however long? I, presumably. Because uh, so, the inference yeah. is that this has been going on for... Like, because the start of the story says that it's 2020 when this first happens, and then I'm pretty sure they infer later on that it's been several decades. Yes. So in theory, this has to be taking place in, like, the 2050s or something, so... But also, we learned that um, his sister is the first instance of a humanoid Shuki that they've seen. First, yeah, first observed. We find that there has been more, though, like, immediately afterwards. Yeah, that, that opened... The f I mean, heck, Volume 3 ends with, like, I think three of them standing yeah. in Volume 2. Volume two, sorry, yes. And yes, like we didn't read there. three volumes. No, I we don't. Know we what? can't count to three on this I, channel. Uh, definitely not. No, sir. I stopped Sean. at the end of volume two. Sean, big fan, up to date. <laughs> you horny that, motherfucker. That's not, that's not possible. Yeah, please <laughs> all. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally not possible. Also, you know, like, oh, you horny. Like, I'm the guy who has like said, yeah, I'm into Nagatoro. I'm into World's End Harem. Like, you know. No, this is not new. This is not new information. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm reiterating that for new users, then, I guess. New <laughs> Everyone needs to be up to date on the trash I have previously more. defended several, not all, like shit like Dragon's Writing can fuck off, but, um, you know, I have defended Horny series before. <laughs> yeah, so for those new. And I'm prepared to rapidly be doing it again, but go on. <laughs> someone who just joining in at episode 101, uh, the lore is Sean is horny, uh, I'm angry, and Phil is dead inside. <laughs> That's the law. Sure, why not? I can, <laughs> I can be, if the horny one is my antle, then so be it. That'll be my cross to bear. <laughs> horny is the one that holds the crown. <laughs> I mean, I, forever host, so uh, yeah. That is true. <laughs> you know, I'm finding it hard to, like, talk about story, because <laughs> there's not a lot. I, I mean, there's, there's some. Yeah, there is some. There's some. Stuff happens. Yeah, stuff does happen, because I say, after that kind of initial bit, we then, like, Volume 2, we haven't really thought much about, which is where, after the, the humanoid Chucky encounter, they decide, and I'm not 
this one feels more like of a oh, we need this to happen so sure why not like squad six shows up and they decide to have some inter-squad games to help filler arc got it so, <laughs> it's not so i don't no. i wouldn't say it's filler because it's the, i would it's a chance to like show guys other squad character like you need to introduce the other so, squads at some point but. the idea was after the events at the end of volume one start of volume two they reported to the higher ups there's a humanoid shoe like, oh that's serious you know we'll do some investigation blah 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 and then the idea is um the chief and i guess second in command for squad six come on over to have well i think the idea initially is they say now the gut squads are going to have to start working together a lot more closely as yeah. the implication up until now is they've all been i'm not going to say separate but they've all pretty much worked independently but now but with this but we are told at some point they basically basically all the squads are stationed in mato itself because there are 10 permanent gates apparently that there much. there are no there are not there are nine areas like there's eight around in one center numbered as everyone knows one two three five six seven eight nine ten four that no, four doesn't exist they that's unlucky uh healing squad doesn't count keto <laughs> core i i'm assuming <laughs> if we're going down the it's subtle as a brick ring that squad four got annihilated at some point and uh, so they just swept them under the carpet and we're like there, there was no squad four but yeah um Basically, Squad 6 come along, they're like, we need to talk because we want to learn some more, and we find out that at some point in the weeks in between events happening, Squad 3 apparently got a rather thorough beating by some humanoid Chuki. And not in the horny way. No. <gasps> Le gasp. So Squad 6 rocks up, but it turns out the second in command of Squad 6 is the sister of one of the people in Squad 7. Of oh. the second in command of Squad 7, yeah. Le gasp. Yeah. They have a bit of a rivalry type they, thing. Yeah, they reveal that that so the Azuma family, I believe, is their name, and they yeah. go into like the whole like how it's a a big famous family, especially in the Demon Core scene, where a lot of them are various members in the various squads and all that. And like I think our Himari, who's our one in our squad in Squad Seven, initially had a lot of high hopes because of her ability and because of her talents, but then could never see for whatever reason or another could never live up to them or power wasn't everything they initially expected so she's become kind of like the punchline of the family in some ways and so yeah sister who's in the squad six vice commander now as part of this wants to basically really show her up and we see pretty much throughout the first meeting it's almost always her antagonizing squad six yeah. girl antagonizing squad seven girl and then that basically escalates to all right well let's have a fight let's <laughs> put it to the under the pretense of like yeah establishing power chain i guess or something of like chain of command or something. like friend friendly competition yeah because conveniently all that and all the blah 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 because conveniently in what i describe as the one true deus ex machina moment of the thing there's a girl in squad 10 whose power is i make a giant zone you sign this contract and then you can fight your heart's content in there and then you'll heal perfectly as soon as you get out that's convenient just like okay sure uh, <laughs> we need a way to have them fight to the death but it doesn't mean anything yeah uh, <laughs> sure i've got nothing really to add to that yeah you're it's right. literally just it's like stupid. it feels like like i, I get it because i can get also how that would be practically useful in like actual fights and all that but it just just feel, they just just drop this it's like yeah we can do that i mean it's yet do. it's yet another um comparison i can make to bleach where in Bleach, the all of them have their own individual powers, and yep. at some level, with each individual power, you can see, okay, that's a decent power for fighting hollows in one way or another. That's an anti-hollow move. 
What would the anti-Shuki move be for being able to make a zone where no one can hurt each other? It'd be for keeping your but you'd keep, squad alive. You'd be keeping them alive as I, well. I assume yes. the way you potentially do it is if your people have signed the contract, but the Shuki haven't, they retain the damage, whereas the people... I don't know, like, I can see that there are, like, ways to, like, conveniently use it, or potentially as a healing work today, but, uh, yeah, it, it, the way it's presented, certainly, at first, is very much like, oh, that's, <laughs> okay. Very convenient. This girl's power is purely designed for this system. Got it. Yeah, and the, I can also point out that the spread of what powers people get is woefully unbalanced. <laughs> like, we've got the the main demon core lady who's... I mean, to, to go through Squad 7, you have mm. I can enslave beans and make them into monsters based off of their latent strength. Mm -hmm. The vice commander's is mimicry, where she gets lessened versions of other people's abilities. And then the other two members, we have one who has clairvoyance, and then the other one is, uh, the easiest comparison is just say she's Ant-Man or Mount Lady. She can change size at will. He's that one character from that one anime that one time. Mount Lady. Or... My Hero Academia, Mike. Oh, I've not seen that. Oh, no, I have. I have seen you, that character. You probably have seen the character. No, She's yeah, I know. The I know, first I know. episode of that, isn't she? She is, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was okay. misremembering. I mean, if there I'm are other anime examples, go for it, but I can't. I was going to say that character from probably Seven is. Deadly Sins, but that's a terrible example because she's always that big. Uh, she's she's just a giant. Yeah, she's just a giant. Yeah, so terrible example. <laughs> And then, yeah, the only other power, as I say, the only other powers we've seen, uh, I mentioned, obviously, the massive field of just sign this contract, you don't take damage. And uh, then, because could never resist this one, time mm. manipulation! But Straight luckily, up. this time, they keep it very localized rather than saying it's fucking insanely nonsensical. Okay, they don't keep it localized, but they do have an interesting... Like, I mean, by of... that, so I mean, it's like, it's five seconds. Yes. The end. None of this, we're going back in time by a fucking year. <laughs> I can go back no. in time a day. What was all I was thinking of? Oh, Talentless Talla, that was it. Yeah, yeah where yeah. It's, they were just go insanely nonsensical. No, this one yeah. is seconds. Literal seconds. Or you could do prime time, so if you if you do a normal JoJo pose, it's five seconds, but if you do a fucking extravagant JoJo pose, and it's seconds. ten seconds. Yeah, um, and they do put limits on it as well, like smart ones, where, like, because her sister knows her power. She knows the whole time manipulation thing. She knows this to look for. If the, she suddenly looks a little bit more tired, it's because she's used up some of her energy because she reversed time one time. Yeah. And the limiting factor is that it's literally only five seconds. And so there's no actual range to it, per se. But if they're more than five seconds away, there's not a lot you can do with that five seconds. So you have to pick and choose when to use it rather than just being like, I've been stabbed reverse time. Yeah, It's so it also, as uh, Sean kind of alluded to there, to actually activate powers, she has to strike a pose. She does. And one Being of the examples... Gives you visually great fun as the fight, as their fight opens, uh, she strikes a pose and then immediately gets the shit kicked out of her and then immediately has to rewind time. Yep. Yes, that, that was pretty funny. Like, this is not an unfunny manga, I will point out. <laughs> and, but yeah, like, it, it, there's also cute little references in there. Like, when she's talking about striking poses, she makes the Sailor Moon pose. Like, ah, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, okay. And it's it, it's very self-aware, and I'm okay with that. Like, when you said JoJo poses, I, I haven't read JoJo, 
But I'm I, assuming those I mean, are I've actually not really JoJo watched or anything JoJo, but like, yeah, it's, it's more just like when people, yeah, yeah, when people do that kind of stylized pose, like uh, these days, people just go, "Ah, oh, it's JoJo posing." Yes. So yeah, that, that's fun. They had fun with it, and they even uh, have this section of time beforehand where she's specifically training for this fight by using the powers of her leader, which is to mimic the, the slavery thing. And turns out when she uses it, the, the monster form is slightly different. It's weaker, but faster. And so she uses this thing in the beginning of the fight where it's like, okay, a second she's, she strikes a pose, just punch her in the fucking face. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah that works. To activate the power. Yeah. yeah. Of course you do. Anyway, but... <laughs> As the, of course, not only does she get to copy the uh, ability of making someone her slave, she also gets to copy the price. So, you know, oh boy. The one person who has a price, yes. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could argue uh, Time Rewind has a price, it's just paid up front instead of afterwards. Yes, you could I argue that most the of, yeah, the price for most of, of it is, it's, yeah, exhaustion, if you keep going. And yes, even, and um, even Yuki's is, he gets more tired the more he uses it. So. And you could even say, say it's backed up by the fact that the person who has the slavery power, she never is seen to get tired, so she doesn't have to pay the standard price, she has this special one. I get it, but that really does feel like justifying after the fact. I suppose the thing is with her ability is her ability isn't affecting her specifically. Mm -hmm. It's she's making someone else stronger. So therefore, she has to make them stronger and then in return for the deeds they have done in service of her, she has to pay them is the idea. You see, I'm like I'm okay with that explanation, I am, but it's the fact that you've had to justify it. Like you feel like I, you're actually you're like scrambling. You, you'd rather it. it wasn't justified. It's not so much that. It's the fact that you feel the need to scramble to justify I mean, look, it. It's not all right, obvious. All I'm saying is that when and again, I don't think this was the smartest choice. But when you're going like, what's our gimmick going to be? Oh, it's going to be a master-slave relationship. <laughs> you do kind of have to go, but why? I, I'm because Loveless was a very popular manga. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> I mean, why not? It worked. I don't. I mean, I don't think this why. is. I don't think this is heteronormative. Loveless. I want to say that. <laughs> no, I don't think that. Like either. the fights in this are good for one thing. Yeah, but yeah, I don't feel like I was having to scramble for a justification or anything. There for me, for me personally, that was kind of like the fact that they do call it a reward makes it. Like, Naughty. yes, it is a cost associated with her power, but for me, it comes across as very clear. That's why it's done that way around. Mm -hmm. I, say, I felt that, again, I, we talked about it earlier when I was like, it's up to the line of consent. Like, I felt like chapter two was kind of like, they didn't hide away from it. They did lampshade it, and both parties discussed it. And yes. both, both parties discussed it and basically said, yes, you know what? We know there could be some weird situations that arise out of this. We're yeah. okay with that. And you have that kind of conversation again with um, the sister character when she does it the first time. He goes, wait, this is what you meant by putting my body on the line? Ah! But yes. then they have a discussion about it afterwards where, again, he literally... And this is also when Yuki shows that he can't refuse the reward either when he tries to look away at one point and it just nothing happens. She has to keep posing. Yeah, she, she can't move away yeah. or anything until the reward yeah. is complete. And they do have that discussion again at one point when they're driving around being like, this is what my power, like using her power involves. Are you okay with this? So. Okay, so that part is fine. Do you know where consent gets a bit muddy, though? 
the entire blackmail arc of what we've read. The fact that <laughs> there, there was a somewhat oh, okay. lucky, lucky pervert moment. Somewhat. Yeah, he, he's oh, he walks in on people. Stumbles across a couple of the girls in the bath. Yeah. They, they and... don't notice him. He quickly goes away, but someone else takes a picture of that moment and is like, mm-hmm. ha Aha, now I have blackmail material on you because I'm going to tell everyone that you were sneaking around on purpose and then they'll give you the the twist off, which were never fully explained. But I feel you can figure it out. You can infer that, yes. There's no inferring needed. Like, you talk about unsubtle. I feel (laughs) if someone says there's there's one guy in your series and they're like, oh, if he doesn't behave, we're going to twist it off. I can can figure that out. This this is my problem with this phrasing. It's not... Mm -hmm. Twist it off. It's twist, twist him off. off. Twist him off, right? Yeah. I sure. So this is the problem I have. Like, yes, it's fairly clear from context, but also that sounds very dangerous. Like they're talking about doing almost the exact opposite. <laughs> and you know what? I'm sure the manga creator is happy with that as well. <laughs> oh, I'm sure the manga creator loves what he's making. <laughs> he like he really loves it. But yeah, she then takes this evidence air quotes and forces him to be her slave yes this is the arc when everyone starts contractually making him their slave in some way or another forcing him to in most cases yes and it's like it's just oh that's i I feel like yes okay they use that wording because that's the manga it is i feel like that's more she's interested in guys and this is a way to hang out with him a bit more i mean she could have just said that i it was blackmail was not required for that. No, sure, okay, no, but uh, it it's not exactly an unheard of staple to be like, oh, I've got a photo of you compromised. Ooh, now you have to hang out with me. Like that's a trope. It's a trope, sure, but it's gross. It like, is that's black- the own. It, it is, is blackmail. blackmail. Yes. <laughs> Although they do, I just don't think she would ever seriously. It's not like she was gonna. I don't think she would ever seriously have done anything with it. I, entirely possible, but the very uh, the fact that he actually capitulates means, uh, to the point of his own exhaustion, means that at the very least he took it seriously, which uh, is yes, bad enough. But that's because he lives in a matriarchal society. Exactly, that's why it's worse. <laughs> that's so much worse. Like that part is just like, oh, we could have done without that. At least everything else you could argue is consensual. That was did not feel consensual to me whatsoever. I mean, blackmail really is. is yes, although they do point out at one point. I can't remember the exact context for this line, but they say basically say, oh yeah, the demon realm isn't in any law jurisdiction. Yes, because it's not part of Earth. Yeah, it's not part of Earth, yeah. so, you know, there's no laws here. It's like, ah, I don't like where that's going at all. <laughs> I mean, the other thing, to be fair, it's like, yeah, there's no laws, but also, it's not like you can just waltz in there and commit all your crimes. <laughs> it's, it's not international waters. <laughs> well, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> also, we are shown like, and I think it's actually mentioned at one point when he says like, "Why couldn't I just overpower you?" And then it's hammered home like, "Yeah, that all of these girls have superpowers." Good. Luck, oh yeah, mate. yeah. That's yeah. It's, it's, I mean, heck, yeah. we see at one point the lead of Squad Seven. I've already blanked on her name. Whoops. Uh, Kyoko's and beats up a uh, Shuki without transforming, without Yuki, without anything. Just kicks him in the fucking. Oh yeah, like the, and destroys it. I'm he's like, he's no attack. threat to any of these people. Because no. even without powers, they've all got, like, without using their abilities, they've all got, like, superpowers. They're all super basically. strength. And we do yeah. see as well that he also, like, 
can do a like a lessened version of his power if he uses fucking clothes or something. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I did not forget about this. Because this is in the same chapter as like that the girl with the blackmail. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yes. if I if I can get a strong enough stimulation, even if she's not there, I can still transform partially Which transform. Involves her go him going to her closet, finding her gloves and boots and licking them. <laughs> He huffs something, and it's like that's not enough. I need stronger stimulation. Strong enough. I need some. I need a stronger stimulation. He only partially engorges. <laughs> he then finds like her swimsuit or something. I thought it was her boot that he licked. Uh, he does like, lick yeah, a boot eventually. He, he does eventually. Yes. Her, her knee-high boots. Yes. Either way, yeah. He he does that and gets a partial transformation going. Oh, yeah, the other fun bit right. you then get is that he then gets a reward, which is he gets one of those very painful joke massages. Oh, yeah. that That's got some other fucked up implications as well. Like, because at least when she's transforming him, she knows what the deal is and she's can, she can do whatever. Whereas if he transforms without her and still gets a reward, Oh no! The implication <laughs> was, at the very least, it's a lessened reward. I, the implication I got was it was more of a punishment than reward. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. there is also that, but considering this guy likes being stepped on, I don't think punishment <laughs> means what you think it means. I, I there's a difference between I'm going to massage your dick with my foot and I'm going to shove my elbow into your back. Uh, to um, some people, no, um, it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> and... I, hey, more power to him. He knows what to he this likes. this boy but... who is clearly in pain when she's doing this, and both yeah. parties are like, well, oh, you... this is your fucking choice. And I'm just saying, like, more power to him. He knows what he's into. And that was still one of his latent desires, let's not forget. Well, I think that one came about because apparently when he only partially transforms, it wrecks him more than fully transforming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that would make some kind of horny sense, yes. Uh, sure, it makes manga sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gets to write its own rules on this matter. Like, yeah, why it not? does. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> so, between all of the it's horny. It's not 100% horny, despite what Mike's saying. I feel like all the non horny stuff is just a vehicle to get to the horny. I didn't deny uh, that bit. I'm just saying. <laughs> So the non-horny stuff is horny in waiting. It's it's preemptively horny. Okay, no, no, uh, edging. <laughs> Edge. <laughs> like it does have non-horny moments. At one point, he takes uh, Uzan essentially out on a date in some ways. Like, yes, there cool. is in fact moments that are damn near rom-commy. <laughs> honestly, I mean there are romance elements. Yeah, I feel like you can't really avoid that when you're an etchy harem horny series. <laughs> Yeah, step on me, daddy is your main <laughs> yes. selling point. Step on me, mummy. <laughs> that's yep. That's very much a, a thing. But yeah, there is time. There's like one scene, which is actually a pretty nice scene, of because they're going to report to headquarters or something. So they effectively have a day off, and so it's he goes. Go back to work, yeah. Yeah. So I like. Hey, I I googled I mean, that, and I, I found out like there's a were like, We're going back to earth. I was like, oh yeah, we've not been there since. <laughs> It's because, <laughs> much yeah. like all isekai, it is not important. I mean, no, but the point is more, it's like, I didn't realise until that point, we were like, oh yeah, this has all been taking place in this other world. But yeah, then he Googles a cafe and he convinces her to go. Because like she needs some time off and she's, he's like, 
yeah, you, you need some rest as well, and it's a it's a real human moment. And then they go right back to being horny afterwards. <laughs> I think my only problem there is like, yes, it's it's a nice and sweet gesture. It just comes right after she trauma dumped on him. I mean, yes, that also happens. It's like, oh yeah, here's the monument to the village of where I grew up, and I'm the only survivor. Yes, like this, like this comes back to the fact that the thing is not subtle anymore, like at all. It's just like things happen and kind of don't care about any kind of setup or anything. We're just, we're just doing things, and it works for the tone that the manga is setting. I'll give it that. Like it doesn't try to say that it's a highbrow smart thing. I mean, like, I think it's fine that they piece. have that discussion at the point they do. Yes, like, like well, that, that point, point they've already had a relationship established. So yeah, and like everything that they do, it doesn't like come out of nowhere. I didn't feel grossed out by reading this. I didn't feel like the the thing was overly a painful read, and it paced the way it is is strange, but it works for the story they're telling. Like this wasn't actually all that badly written. It's just a lot. <laughs> Like, it's it's a lot of very specific things and not a lot of some other things. Like, those very human moments I was talking about, the the chatting in the cafe and stuff, that happens for not even a full chapter. That's, like, one... No, it's, uh, like, a couple, a couple of pages. pages yeah, before, a couple of pages in one chapter before it goes right back to what it was before, doing. I think at that point, that's when they find out about the nest, so they immediately have to go back into it. Exactly, yeah. It, it doesn't take too long away from its primary plot points which is both good and bad because it's good because it stays focused but it's bad because you don't get a lot of character development to do that early yeah yeah. some plot early like i can't say by all rights that this this is badly written because because you get the character delve is probably the azuma stuff in volume two like where they start to delve a bit more into her backstory and You've already found, as you say, you've already found out when trauma dumps to use Phil's. Mm-hmm. I feel that's a bit of a hard way of putting it, but uh, that's I, it. Obviously, the back in the I, I don't. I agree with Phil. Yeah, I feel we'd already we'd already known like a bit. I think we'd already been told at some point in the past about I, her backstory. Yeah, we might have, but it's just the fact that it's like, all right, we've got a day off. You're coming with me to this monument, and now I'm going to tell you my backstory. It is tragic. Yeah. I got the idea that that was meant to be like a bonding moment between. Yeah the master and slave so to speak so like maybe if they are more of a bonded pair then they can fight better in battle and stuff like that so i get the logic but i i'm guessing it was only written this way for to expedite the scene a little bit but it really is a we're going here here's my backstory let's go somewhere else <laughs> oh that okay. i'll agree with it is oh no bad. my backstory it showed up <laughs> yes and because of the very sudden nature of it that's where it strays into trauma dumping because and that's why I would say I agree. I still on wouldn't say trauma dump, but I agree it is done quite fast. As I say, I feel they had enough of an established relationship by that point that he was already aware of that, so it's not really dumping. Yeah, like I, yeah, yeah. Like there, there's good and bad things to say about a lot of this because it's it's so good at some stuff and just so bad at other I mean, his, I think it's good at art. I want to see what you two think. Yeah, especially I, character designs. I like especially the Arankars. I like a lot of the character designs for this. I, keep, I say Arankars because I haven't got... They don't give them an actual... No, they don't. They, just, they say humanoid. So they're Arankars as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Actually, this reminds me of a point I was going to say earlier. Well, I'll get back to art in a second, but... Compared to Bleach, Bleach actually established that hollows are a real threat first. And then, over time, they become less of a threat, so they up the ante with the Arankar. In this, they don't even establish that Shuki are really a threat. 
like they they show up sometimes, but they're almost always immediately dealt with. Like with well, a few the way exceptions. The world is set. It would be weird if they, especially the numbers they show up there. It would be weird if they were already a threat. Well, that's my point. With those numbers showing up, they're still not a threat. It's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think I think that's kind of the point. This has all been going on for fifty odd years or whatever it is. Several decades, uh, at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah, multiple decades, and they've got a military force based in the other world. And they have adapted to responding to any sudden, sudden outbreaks gates, or the gates, yeah. teleportations, whatever. I think the other thing as well is like in Bleach, a squad, even though we only ever see realistically a couple of people per squad, a squad is implied to be what, like hundreds upon hundreds of Soul Reapers. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in this, the squad is four or five people. Yeah. A low I guess something like. So, yeah. but for, for me, it's a case like, yeah, the regular Ashuki at this point in the modern day of the story, they kind of aren't a threat. Like, yeah, if you like the main character suddenly wander into the mist, there's a chance you're in trouble, such as what happens. But also, they have procedures and protocols in place. Like, as we see, he pulls out his phone and is like, oh, there's a thing on my phone that tells me what I should be doing in this situation. Yes. Which is basically wait for someone to show up and save you. And yes, the punchline of that scene is that it's, the information isn't super helpful and it's very long-winded. So I, I did appreciate that. It takes a long time to say very useless information. But also, to be fair, like at least on the Seventh Squad, you've got someone who can see the future. Sure. Or see faraway places. Yeah, it's not really clear. Clairvoyant. Well, whatever, whatever we need her to be. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. And, uh, like, yeah, you know, they can probably respond to these incidents probably pretty quickly. And hey, that character's the one who hasn't put Yuki in a slave relationship with her yet. If anything, she's yet. like, oh, I'm going to be his senpai and I'm going to no. <laughs> wait for no, Jerry. Because she's younger than him. Yes. Now, I'm assuming Mike didn't read it because I know Mike would avoid reading anything he doesn't have to. <laughs> How dare you go on? <laughs> but uh, the Amaki chapters at the end of the volumes, the, I the think I read five those. chapters. Yeah, I read those. I, that surprised me because they're not actually really chapters. No, not really. They're just sort of mostly just images and character information. In the Amaki, you basically get like, oh, so this volume has these chapters, and the author just gives like a couple sentences, paragraph around each of them. And in one of them, I think it was in volume two, he's talking about Nay, this girl, that this clairvoyant girl who's really nice and pure and innocent and everything, and would never do anything to hurt our good old main character Yuki. He's like, yeah, I added her because we needed someone like pure and innocent mm -hmm. for him to have a relationship with to like mm -hmm. contrast the horny. Sure. And they they do show when this character is introduced, when they're properly introduced to each other, that it immediately becomes like a little sister brother. Okay, that's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> it does become an actual... Ima imagine actual, a brother-sister relationship outside of Japan. Yeah, like actual <laughs> sibling relationship rather than a manga sibling relationship. Oh, yeah, because I think the point is, obviously, when they first meet, he's like, oh, I'm older than you. Like, yeah. Ah, 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 ah. But she's still his superior. And, and then, yeah, they're like, yeah, but she's still your superior, so... And she's like, ha, ah, you'll have to call me senpai. Ah. The, 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 the thing is, like, like, we see, oh, she's right. not the one who's like, here's my trash, here's my laundry, yes. here's, here's this stuff you need to fix and clean. Like she's she, like, oh, no, no. Yeah. She the only one that doesn't seem like garbage, yes. And she's kind of cute. Hey, what? Oh, no, Mike. 
No, not like that. Uh, Mike, no. I mean, you're the one who's been talking about how horny you are this entire time. Just no. <laughs> Mike, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it finally happened. Mike likes. <laughs> it finally happened. You got revealed for what he truly was. Ah, that was the Icky Toes episode. Go on. <laughs> Do an Icky Toes episode. <laughs> and yet that's in the highlights. <laughs> I, I just recorded one on my own just for me. <laughs> just just needed a justification to read it again, did you? I never need a justification to read my smart. <laughs> Talking about the girl. Nay. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think one of you was saying she was the only one that didn't treat him like trash and I was going to say yeah. I feel like Kyoka the female lead doesn't particularly treat him like trash yes still treats him as a servant yes to an extent yeah still an underling a minion like they I mean to be fair that is one of the other bit. like his role in squad 7 when he's not fighting is that of like they say you're the caretaker the caretaker and he is it's like he's weird because he's weirdly into my like he doesn't just want to be a caretaker but also because of his skills he's kind of happy to be doing it and it's like okay well yeah yes because as we learn when his sister appears and is ranting about how great her brother is she trained that boy good (laughs) yeah we're talking about how him and the younger girl aren't in a that kind of brother sister relationship i can't clearly say the same about him and his oh, sister no. oh no his, his no, sister no. wants him bad uh, <laughs> i'm uncomfortable now <laughs> but it, it was very much a n- n- no stop what no, are you don't doing? don't do that i mean on the one hand it's like no stop but on the other hand i've almost become annulled to it okay what is this kiss ex cis bullshit going on here <laughs> Got it. We're going down the incest path again, sure. <laughs> One day we'll have to... Uh, At least she's not life. the lead heroine, so it's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Mike, Mike read Orimo. <laughs> no, make Mike. him read the uh, the one that he did after Orimo. Just really, really make him have a horrible no, time. Make him read Icky Tuzan again. He'll hate it. <laughs> <laughs> what did the Orimo guy do next? The one with like the lolly silver-haired girl. Apparently, you're an expert on it. I mean, I know of it because, you know, it was all in the media for a bit of people like, oh, here's his next series and it's just the shit. <laughs> Aero Manga Sensei! Uh, right, yeah. That was their next series, which just became just as successful. Yeah! <laughs> Every so often, you just get sad for humanity. And... See, now, now, imagine, now that's, now, you'd like that, right? Because that, instead of like you're reading the horny manga, now you're reading the manga about the people who make the horny manga. Oh, how meta. Except actually, the people who make the horny manga, they were all little girls all along. <laughs> it just, that's, that seemed like a somewhat, it could be a potentially good story. And then you added a detail. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, now it's weird. All right. <laughs> no, no, if you want to read a good, or see a good anime about people who make manga, just go watch, is it Shirobako, I think it's called? I can't remember. Or just re reread and look back. Or Backman. I mean, yeah, the look back's good as well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, art. Drag you right, back to this back so to... I can then drag you back to the ending. Oh man, art is like... I like the art. I think the art's good. I'm in a lot of fun, funny named Facebook groups and this would fit perfectly in one of them named uh, Against My Better Objections, This Is Drawn Well. <laughs> I, it's, it's got a nice digital sheet to it. It does good panel layouts. It has good expressions. The, the designs are all nice. 
I, it has fun moments. The, the horny, it's horny. Yeah, the horny sure, is not? moist and plump. <laughs> it does what I would rather fan service theories do, which is like if you're gonna have fan service, lean in. Mm-hmm. So none of this, none of this steam light beam bullshit. Just show nudity, and it does. yeah. Well, the actual nudity as well. It's like realistically proportioned as well. Like it doesn't look like grossly over the top as it often oh. does. Not balloons for tits, I'm out. It's, yeah. We don't have a pair of Zeppelins on there. I mean, she, the one girl does get giant at one point, so you know. I mean, that no, does happen, not. yes, but she gets giant in the correct proportions. And of, co- and of course, because yes, of course they do, course. they do a bit of, like, uh, she sees him naked, and they do the whole bit of, like, oh, it's so cute, and then, canonically, he's a grower, not a shower, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so is she. Uh-huh. Uh... <laughs> But yes, they also can't help themselves. They do not only the giantess upskirt panty shot, but they also do the... Oh, he falls into her boobs at one Yes, point. yes. Yeah. He's sandwiched between her gigantic giant boobies. And they couldn't help it. And honestly, that's, that's fine for this manga. I mean, like... You're doing that, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> the other thing I will say in praise of the art is because we've done so many manga especially recently with like have fight scenes and i have no clue what's going on but in this one yeah i could always tell what was happening yeah there's a couple of frames that i was like eh, i'm not so sure about i that could one, always but... tell what was yeah. happening the only one i ever had any issue with was the one that it ends on which is the time fight but that's less i can tell what they're doing i just struggled at times to tell why they're doing because it because there's because time the countering time yeah exactly yeah, so, I could, I, of, so i could yeah. see what was happening i just didn't necessarily know exactly why there was a couple of things in that fight I didn't like. And this is a bit nitpicky. So go for it. Forgive me for that. But like in that fight, I didn't like how she reverses time, but all of a sudden, she, the guy is too far away. It's like, wait, but you just reversed time. You knew where he was five seconds ago. How are you surprised by this? So a couple of continuity flubs like that. I don't think that's so much continuity. I the think they were trying to go, like, they reacted immediately to her being tired again. Yeah. But it's like, it's not, I say, it's a very tricky one to realize. Uh, I think it does a decent job, but yeah, it's definitely not flawless. Yeah, because obviously the whole point is when he's in that form with the second in command, he's speed faster. mode. Yeah, yeah, he's speed mode, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And basically one of the whole things they strategize is if they see her suddenly out of breath, that means she's just rewound. So, And they do talk about it at some point. They say, all right, depending on where we are, either go in for a punch if we're really close or get the fuck away. Yeah. And then, yeah. So it's, it's basically just they're reacting to the information they have. Maybe it's not shown really well in that particular instance. Yeah, but... it's fine. Like, the actual art for itself, there's really nothing wrong with it. The backgrounds are good, and there's plenty of them. The environment... The backgrounds are good, especially considering, for the main, you're in a wasteland. Exactly, but the wasteland itself looks good. Yeah. Like, it does look otherworldly. I mean, that's the, one of the initial shots you see as, like, like various like i can't remember what they're called like priest like prayer boxes prayer kiosks i don't, I don't know what the actual term <laughs> I don't know. confessionals the, the things you put like what so say like instead of like the buddha statue it's like the thing you put the buddha statue in yeah i don't know like shrine-esque stuff uh, there's a name for it by the way but yeah there's also have you had like the spiritual rope and everything like that and then yeah you do get some nice wasteland shots as it goes on I mean, they also get vehicles, which is like, whoa, steady on that. <laughs> well, that one's a bit out of nowhere. <laughs> I, like, I don't know, it's like, very 18, no. like, let's roll out. And so one's on a bike, one's on a, 
in a jeep. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. my god, they're gonna sell toys. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of toys they sell for a manga like this? <laughs> I was gonna say if they're gonna sell anything, it's not it's not the vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> by now go on Mike go master... on make the comment you want to make your master slave chain with horny action <laughs> honestly tamer than I thought you were going to go with I, yeah I couldn't think of anything funny I, mean, I'm pretty I just sure had I a could go on like, a bonded shop and just buy that anyway you, so, you yeah. can yes I I have to imagine that they will be ready available with a single google search you have to imagine I, I would have to imagine it <laughs> Couldn't, couldn't possibly. Like, have it's to. the only way it would exist. Mike would have to imagine it. Yeah, he couldn't yes, just fall through his cupboard. I, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the first person to think about this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you're like pioneering new height, new depths of like the horny genre. Just for the show. <laughs> I'm just surprised no one ever thought of it before. Yeah, crazy. Uh, they'll be coming up with realistic monster dildos next. <laughs> if you want, if you want that full real. clip, listen to the highlights episode. <laughs> the most realistic. <laughs> Wasn't even what I was going to clip from that episode, and then I heard that lot and it was like, well, can't not have this in the show. <laughs> what episode was that? 69. Hot. Convenient. <laughs> yes. Actually, actually, I remember that episode. It was distinctly unhot. <laughs> I it was just as horny, but shit. <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> which i feel brings us towards the end of this one so uh is there anything else is there any other last little bits people want to edge out before we go to the climax i get it uh no i'm done let me finish <laughs> I don't, please I don't master know. i feel like I've, I've got a time like longer somehow uh, well in that case we will move then to the conclusion so if this is your first time we always ask three questions for me and mike would we read more would we buy it and will we watch the anime over on high dive and in phil's case would he buy it would he watch it and would he recommend it to others we will go to you know what i'm gonna start with phil this time careful crazy i am crazy It'll so never phil work out work. It, let's find out if it does would you buy this from yen press will you watch this on high dive that you definitely have and would you recommend this to others i would not purchase this yeah it didn't work uh, uh you know it's just what can i say it's fine it's good i have no qualms with this series if someone was like yeah you know what i bought the latest volume i'd be like yeah fine fair whatever not particularly my bag so i'm in no rush to purchase it with that high dive account that i absolutely totally have i may check out the anime i mean yeah we sort of talked about it a bit there the fights were all good and clear and i think it'd be interesting to see how some of that gets animated and i could see it doing quite well in animated form so i'd certainly check out a few episodes at the very least before deciding if it was worth watching the rest. For recommending it, uh, yeah, it would depend who I was recommending it to, I think. Would you recommend it to a brother? Uh, I mean, one of them is just generally not into manga, so no. But This is a much less fun answer than I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, you know what, let's problem. do a fun one. Would you recommend this to a flatmate? <laughs> to, to my flatmate? Hmm. Oh, but I've got two of them. Oh, which one? 
Now, I know one of my flatmates really hates fan service. And even though said flatmate has gone on the internet and proudly declared he likes how this series does fan service, I, I would not recommend it to him. Damn. Edging the but, poor boy. But if someone, if someone I knew who was kind of not that bothered by fan service, I'd be like, yeah, check this out. So depends on the person, but it's not a no. Well, there you go, Phil, edging you all the way to the end. I'll go next. So yeah, it like there's two. I have I'm in two minds when I read this because on the one hand, there's a lot I enjoy here. Like I, I've always made myself out as a shonen fan, and this is in many ways a shonen manga, a very very horny shonen manga, but it is still shonen. Of course, the other shonen is then like, but it's about slavery. It's about these power dynamics and uh, the matriarchy. It's not about slavery. I mean, no, but it's there. It it is. Like, I can't get through a chapter without reading the word slave at some point. That is true. That's always going to be a thing. Even with the different title that Yen Press very smartly gave it. it, (laughs) Yeah, I I think all they just need to do is cross out the word slave and put... Yeah, like, they're not death gods, they're soul reapers. Yeah. I, I, I was surprised they didn't go down that path considering they renamed the, the book. But I guess that's because they just don't want the word slave on the shelf. Which I get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh, judging yeah, them for that. <laughs> I suspect it's one of these things where it's more important to not have it on like the spines and the covers. I was going to say, I'm assuming Mr. Waterstones up. is like, actually, no, can you not hmm. do that? Can you not? <laughs> but because there is a lot to like about this I've already talked about how much I like the art both from the character designs and the visual and aesthetic, how, how you can actually interpret what's happening in the fight scenes I like most of the characters They're, like, there's no characters that I dislike being on panel and that, yes some of them are more horny than anything else but you know, I there's no one there that I, I'm annoyed to read about even the protagonists are all fine the fights, as I say, are all mostly good, and that's a key part of Shonen. Even the time stop fight, which was the hardest one to infer, still, still pretty solid. And I've also said that if you do fan service, I would much rather you go the all in route. I would much rather you do it a la Pantheon Stocking or a la this, where you just straight up. It's not about titillation, there's just nudity. They just go, all, as I say, they open the nudity door and they don't look back. And that, I feel, is better than just constant. Kia, my towel almost fell off, but conveniently steam slash bubble slash light, which drives me up the wall. And, you know, there's a lot of flair, a lot of pizzazz to it, a lot of style. Again, when you have a girl who Jojo poses to activate her power, that always helps. And then they have slavery, which is always there and ever present. It's like, oh, great, okay. Can't, can't fully be on board with this. It just... I hope that's something that gets faded out a bit over time, or at least taken less of the foreground it just feels like a weird kink one of the creative team had again it's a separate writer and artist so i don't know which one but it feels like something based on the writer's history probably that but uh it feels like something that they kind of like forced in like hopefully kind of gets worked around as they go on but who knows they at least like address the dynamic of the relationship both times it comes up both with the lead female and then the vice commander they do have conversations about this power that's happening and how they don't really have a choice in it if they want to use it, but they still choose to use it. So we've we've read some shite, as I mentioned, like Dragon's Rioting, that is just a vehicle for fan service, and maybe you'll have some action in this, whereas this feels more like an action shoner that also has fan service and arrow content in it. So yeah, I mean I like Bleach. This is horny bleach. 
I had that realization. I was like, ah, this is probably why I'm enjoying it. So I own the first volume of this. This is how I've been able to make references to the Empress version. Oh I'll probably, God. I know, you definitely didn't know that, Phil. There's no way oh, that question oh. I asked was pointed. I didn't I... actually know it, but I'm also not surprised. You well, of course you don't me. know it. You don't live here. <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> oh, so those aren't birds I keep hearing on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Just me shouting the words squawk over. I've got some bad news about your significant other, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'll definitely pick up probably a few more volumes of this it'll depend on how it goes like if it decides that it wants to double down on its problematic content ooh, I, I don't know we'll we'll see if it doubles down on the whole shonen stuff then yeah i'm much more on board with that so the manga yeah i would read more and i'll probably end up buying more anime traditionally fucks this up so i'm probably not gonna bother because they'll either go all in on the fan service in a terrible way see like peach boy riverside where they decide to inject it where it wasn't needed or it'll go down the other way that 18 plus series do, where it gets censored to fuck. See Tokyo Ghoul, Pooper, where they just, you don't actually get to see anything because they have to, in order to get it on air, they have to so heavily doctor what the series is that there's no point. So we'll see. And like a lot, especially when a lot of it's when it's fan service or nudity focused, yeah, it doesn't always work out for the best because they run with that instead of, you know, the rest of the manga. Because there is other stuff here apart from the horny. And I'm just worried that I'll get overpowered in anime because anime usually not good at this. So probably unless people praise the anime and this feels like actually sure no, it's does well, probably give it a miss. But the manga, yeah, I'll uh, probably pick up more in the in the near future. Mike, we will close with you. Would you read more? Would you buy this? Would you watch the anime? What in the horny nonsense is this? I feel that's how you start the show, not how you end it. It's honestly not that bad. <laughs> like it's not. Like yeah, it's it's laughably horny and but it is funny with how like how much they commit to the bit. And it's not they don't commit to it in the same way that like a hidden dungeon only I can enter does it. It commits in a way that weirdly for the way they've written this makes perfect sense. And I'm not sure why it makes perfect sense. It just does and i gotta respect that i don't think this is bad at all i think it's actually pretty good but i don't think i'm gonna be reading it at all i don't think i'm reading more or even watching it like the watching it is gonna be a a moist experience if they do it even close to this it's like i don't want to i don't want to sit here and listen to awkwardly listen to sloppy sounds coming over my headset and like Someone comes like, no, don't come in. I'm watching anime. <laughs> I want to avoid that situation. But uh, honestly, it, I don't think I'll be watching it. I don't think I'll be reading it. But if we're in a parallel universe where you ask me if I would recommend it to someone, I don't think I would actively ward people off it. It's literally, it's actually not bad. It's actually pretty good. And it is funny. And it's well drawn. It's well made. I have no problems with this. It's just not for me. But I did have a good time reading it. I, I'm, I'm jovial. I'm having a good time. If you let it be known that you read or watch this, I'm going to call you like, ah, you horny bastard. <laughs> but I'll get it. I'll understand. It's still entertaining. So as far as porn goes, probably the most entertaining one I've seen in quite some time. So yeah, it's not bad, but 
No, thank you. <laughs> I did have a good time, though. I did. Uh, Phil, one final question, then. Mm-hmm. Was, was this how you expected the show to go when you recommended the series with Slave in the title and that has the concept of gender equality disappeared from the world on page one? Yeah, <laughs> I was expecting something way different. <laughs> so, I completely forgot about the opening chapter, I will admit, particularly page one. <laughs> yeah, that's a very strong start. Like, say so we didn't mention it when Sean brought it up, but like, yeah, Sean did just men- like message me that one line. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what's that from? And he's like, what do you mean, what's that from, says the person who's making me read this. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh all right. Like, I feel like in... That. I feel like in this podcast, we just off-the-cuff mentioned that, because the manga just sort of off-the-cuff mentions it. Yeah, that, that's kind of why I was like... It says it on page from? one, and you think this is going to be very... And it's not that that's not relevant to what the series yeah. is about, but it like it sets a very different tone to what it, it becomes. It's aggressive. <laughs> it's also just because when you read something like that, you assume the worst. You do, especially with I all should... the shit we've read. Yeah. Especially when it's got the word slave in the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just like, oh no. Where are we going with this? But um no, when when I said we were gonna read this series, I this was about how I was expecting it to go. So like it's one of those things like yes, it's got slave in the title. I just and I do know why it's got that in the title. I just don't know why that's got it in the title. Like call it chain soldier, it would be perfectly fine rename the ability a bit and you sort of remove all the problematic connotations associated with it yeah about what i expected yeah and um it's no real good transition here uh twitch.tv slash <laughs> if you want gender equality if you want to be horny on main you i mean can yeah go... but uh, mike seso has been on his stream a few times recently so yeah gender Has equality over there <laughs> If you wish to be horny on main on the internet, then you can watch me on twitch.tv slash berserkra, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R. I'm also on various social medias, being the the, the X-Bird app, the, the Blue Sky threads, Mastodon, all the same name. You can find me there. I update when I'm going live and stuff. I have a Discord for my stream. Uh, playing video games is just a thing I do. It's a thing I do. Sometimes, okay. Uh, you can also find me at a. I'll uh, be doing an in-person speedrunning event called UKSG in Glasgow at the end of January. Starts on the twenty-seventh, I think. Let me check that. We'll, we'll make sure to promote it on the uh, the main the thing. Yes, twenty-seventh of January, and I'm going to be speedrunning at that for charity, and that'll be fun. So watch that. Yeah, looking forward to it, buddy. But lots of speedrunning goodness, and I do recommend you check it out. Mike is a good speedrunner when he does it. <laughs> so, uh, you can follow me at Slazo King on the Bluebird app known as Twitter, and uh, probably other places as well. Uh, but next up, Mr. Phil. Uh-huh. Any any recommendations from this season of anime? You wanna? I mean, this is obviously the oh, winter season. Jesus. Right, we've, okay. We've... We've talked about Slave. I mean, Dungeon Meshe is getting an anime this season, which I know yeah. Mike might be interested. It's done by Trigger as well, so you might be oh. down for that, Mike. I, I would actually recommend that and say I think Mike recommended the manga in the Year One Christmas episode. I think I did. He did, yes. Does the solo leveling anime is supposedly this season as well? I look forward to that. Yeah. 
So I would definitely recommend that. We covered that in year one as well. And I think we all generally really liked it. I want to say it was it was the year one winner, wasn't it? I think it was the year one winner, but not by my choice. No. You voted Apothecary Diaries, which is I I did. I mean I voted a lot of things over solo leveling. (laughs) Apothecary Diaries current still airing at this point and it's definitely worth a watch, kids. Just ignore the opening, which is a bit weird. Otherwise, it's all great. Ah, what else is there? Uh, Mashal's back for its second season, so that's uh, the big Shonen Jump series, if you're down for that. Blue Exorcist, somehow still going. How? I have no idea, but it is, so uh, you can watch God knows which season of that this is. Ah, Shaman King Flowers. Yeah, no, who'd watch that? Who'd watch that? Great people would watch that, because it's amazing. Yeah, that's about it. Everything else would just be like, Second seasons of stuff. Seasons, Isekai, you know, usual. Classroom of the Elite back as well, which again is another one which I'll never understand the popularity of, but uh, it's back. So yeah, uh, as I say, it's it's the winter season. This is generally the full down after the high of the full season. So, but uh, still, still plenty of stuff to check out, including this, including Chain Soldier, as we covered in today's episode. And if you want to shout at Phil's anime preference, if you want to say Shaman King is actually bad, Phil, tweet him at Fanaxkian and he'll block you on site. Uh, Yeah, probably. (laughs) You can follow the podcast as a whole. All of our links to our socials are down there in that card link in our show notes. But we are at TrashMangaCast on Twitter and at TrashMangaFriends on all of the other ones we're on. You know by now, you can subscribe to us on all of those podcast services you use, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher. Tune in, where you can also like, you can rate, you can review, you can recommend us to your friends, shout out about us. And I mean, heck, you can also get in contact with us. Maybe recommend us series to cover in the future. We've done it once uh, for Christmas of Just Gone. Maybe we'll do it again in the future. Maybe your series will be the next trash manga or trash webtoon or trash whatever that we cover on the show. But... As quickly as one trash manga is liberated, 50 more arrive on the next boat. So what's the next series coming under fire in our Valentine's 2024 special, Phil? Oh man, you know, we don't often go back to authors before we did a series on before. But uh, next time, we're going to do Nazo no Kanajo X. So it's a manga about Twitter. That, that, that's one take. All I'm saying, Mike, is this came out in 2006. Twitter didn't exist. Ah, so it's the prequel. It, it's about PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yes, excited. We will, yes, we'll be gobbing up all over the place in our next episode. So uh, enjoy that. We will see you in a fortnight. Take care and good day.